This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time to do, 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 do. Where Sean Levine will step into the cage with Brendan Tobin in Are You Gonna Fight Me? I'm gonna fight your here on Tapped Out. That's right, fight me like a man. Only on the BetQL Network. You know the rules. I want a good, clean fight. When I tell you to break, I want you to step back up my command and break. Now go back to the corner and come out fighting at the bell. I don't know if you guys know this about me, but uh, I love Beavers. I've got a little bet right now on the Oregon State Beavers basketball team to take out USC. And my mood the rest of the night depends on how this thing finishes right now 59 58 Oregon State but not feeling too great about it I've already got half my parlay taken care of you don't care about that you came here to hear about fighting so we'll talk about it with Brendan Tobin I am the sports machine Sean Levine and now I'm gonna fight this guy PT the Black Beast lost last week to Sergey Spivak round one submission seems like that's kind of been a trend losing losing early are you going to fight me if I say that as much? And you know I love the Black Beast. This pains me to say he should never headline the UFC fight again. Uh, ever? Like, not not like any fight nights? Like, who's, you know, man, well, no what's, respect. What's he going to Aaron Blanchfield is. Aaron Blanchfield is headlining. You know, dude, like, they have a lot of cards. It's, yeah, I mean, he's he's got the star power to definitely headline a couple, I would say a couple more UFC fight nights. You always can rely on Derek Lewis to headline. He's like a, he's like a go-to. He's a fan favorite. That's what I feel this last one was. I feel this last one when I saw it, I was like, no kidding. Derek Lewis is still headlining these cards, and then he went out there and lost in round one. That's why I asked the question, and that's why we're fighting. If Islam loses tonight, the Khabib comparisons are done. You going to fight me? Um, I'm not going to fight you on that. No, I think that he definitely needs to be Volkanovsky. I mean, hell, you gotta, you gotta have a title defense. If we're going to talk about you in the same breath as your best friend or your, uh, your mentor or whatever the, or your former coach, whatever you title you want to put on Khabib for Islam, you know, it, he was always saying that he's the next guy. He's going to take the torch. He's going to reign over this division. You know, maybe Islam's going to have the longevity that Khabib didn't. If he loses to Alexander Volkanovsky, a featherweight, coming up in weight yeah that's uh that's 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 gonna it's gonna be a hell of a turnaround he's gonna have to have for people to say that oh yeah he was just as good as Khabib Brendan I love you man but you have such revisionist history sometimes and and I get it it happens but how many times have we got into the argument about Conor McGregor and how great you think he is compared to how entertaining and really good I think he is because he never defended the belt like so you understand the importance of defending the belt when it comes to islam where's the disconnect with connor see i think what's funny is you have a child's hat on and you're telling me that (laughs) i'm adorable because here's revisionist history the reason he didn't defend the belt is because he went up in weight like to go and fight 
to get another belt. And then he went to box. It's not like Islam is like sitting here being like, man, really wish I could be going and fighting at 170 tonight. No, he's defending his belt because that's his options. He's not a superstar yet. It is a little tough to knock Conor McGregor's route in hindsight, knowing how successful he's been with the boxing thing, with the proper 12 thing, being able to stay out of the octagon and still be relevant. Like, I, it's, it's tough to knock the guy. I'll give you that. Well, it's just, it's just a silly thing. People who knock him for not defending the belt, it's like, yeah, because he went up in weight like immediately after knocking out everybody's hero in Jose Aldo in 13 seconds. But Jake's Which right. We have talked about him. this about a billion times, so we could just move on because I, I smoked you that round. Well, no. Okay. This brings us to our next one. 10 8. It, it might have, it might have, you might have won the route, but it was not a 10 8. If Connor beats, if Connor beats Chandler, he's absolutely fighting for the belt. I think we're not going to fight on that one, right? Um, well, Dude, they're trying to fight yeah, this guy. They want him to fight for the belt. Come on. Do we even know what weight class it's at yet? Another time. It Do we know matter. what weight class? Catch weight, whatever. I don't know, make up man. A I don't know if I could say Connor's gonna just vault up at 155, maybe because you know, I you know, I, I would think that's a natural, especially if Islam defends. I feel like that's a natural build there with the connection it could be. But I don't know if if he went to 170 and he gets a win over Mike Chandler, who's not a welterweight. That's a that's a really tough sell for me that he gets to fight for the championship uh, over Usman or Colby. Sounds like Hamzat's going up to middleweight, so I don't think that's a worry. Uh, or Leon versus Jorge. Like, that's a tough sell for me, dude, if he's going to get to go to welterweight. 155, I agree with you. All right, so just dream with me here. Let's say the Connor goes out there and he absolutely dusts Michael Chandler. All right, beats it, knock, knocks him out, puts it on his chin in the second round, and then his next fight is not for the belt. Then there's still a million guys. You just talked about a handful of them. There's a bunch of other options. Which one would you want to see? Like Hamza, like the fact that you said Hamza, can you imagine Hamza and Conor McGregor, Conor all no. beefed up, getting in the octagon to be crazy? No. no, that's a terrible fight. No, no that's he's gonna get killed. No, I would. Not, I don't of course want he's that gonna get. All. Of course, of course he's gonna get killed. But it's like the only chance that he could ever really, if he's ever gonna really turn into Conor McGregor that he used to be, where he's not just this promotional guy, where he's taking care of Jose Aldo, where he's taking care of Dustin Poirier, even when he was taking care of Nate Diaz, like. I think that at some point it has to be bigger and better than Michael Chandler. No disrespect to Michael Chandler, but the guys that he's taken out in the UFC aren't exactly the who's who. See, the interesting thing, like Jake is saying, like zero chance Connor makes 125 ever again. And I'm like, I'm like genuinely thinking, like, what welterweights do people think he has a chance against? Like, Not you many. think he has a chance Not against Kamaru Usman? You think he could beat Cody like Covington? No. no, maybe Leon Edwards, like maybe like if it's it's purely striking and, you know, he gets him out and around. But again, like the big thing with Connor is he doesn't knock people out at 170. Who cowboy with his shoulder? Get the hell out of here. Cowboy told you he was taking the dive basically in that fight. So like who do, who does people genuinely think that he could knock out? Like Jake, Jake is saying, George, George has knocked people out at welterweight before. Like what, you know. Connor hasn't, you know, like this is, this is not a guy who has special power anymore. I don't know that quite frankly, I don't 
I don't really know exactly what either one of those guys is going to look like talking about Masvidal and Conor McGregor next time they step into the octagon. We always have these dreamy visions of what they were at their best, and the truth is neither one of these guys are near what they were at their best. Masvidal's heights were three years ago, and he hasn't been close to that guy since, hasn't won a fight. And Connor, what were you, you were referring to the Aldo knockout in 13 seconds. What was that now? Help me out. Seven years ago? Eight, 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 eight years ago? Could, yeah. Was it? I'm not good at math, so it's been a while. Uh, Kevin Lee is back, huh? Kevin Lee is back with the UFC. You're going to fight me if I say, this dude's always been overrated. Uh, no, I don't think he's overrated. I, I think that, first of all, I think he got to a pretty tough stretch. I think certainly... He's he can talk. I mean, that's a good thing about Kevin Lee. You know, he's got a oh, sure. uh, a chael soneness to him almost, where he can uh, convince you oh, that he can uh, win please. any fight. He does. No, he's a good talker, man. I've interviewed him a couple times. I'm I'm very impressed by Kevin Lee's gift of that. He did get a win at Eagle FC. You know the you know the vaunted Eagle FC that was there that had like a year run, and uh, it's good to see him back. You know, get it get a win in Khabib's promotion. So and that was at 165. So it'll be interesting to see, especially if he goes on tough. That's uh, he's a great character. I think that 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 can almost revive Kevin Lee a little bit. Yeah, it took out. Was it Diego Sanchez? If memory serves me correct, it was Diego in, Sanchez in the in, in the <laughs> in the short-lived Eagle FC. Wins a win, oh, dude. Just got to get a slump buster. It's a win. A win's a win. It doesn't matter the promotion. Doesn't matter the opponent. You're right. A win's a win. Brendan Tobin, my opponent and coach. Doesn't matter if it was in a warehouse machine. in Miami. Whatever. Fighting, fighting, fighting a bear. If you beat him, you beat him. Uh, no Rob Whitaker tonight, which is a little bit disappointing. Every time they come to Australia, you like to see the Reaper. You're going to fight me if I say, I still think he can be champion. I see him a lot like Colby Covington, where his skill set is good enough to beat anybody, maybe except for the champ, and on the right night against the champ. But I've seen him fight the champ, so it's tough for me to say that, if that makes sense. Well, the champ's not the champ anymore. The hate is the champ. That's how it goes. And that's a fair point, too. Uh, and I actually would no, I, I don't. So other than your point of, uh, is he still being champion? No, I, I'm not going to fight you. I think that I'm actually, I would love to see what Robert Whitaker versus Pajeda would be because he's, he's just a, he's a, he's a different type of striker. The thing with Robert that's, that's interesting. And I, and he wasn't able to do this against Izzy. Izzy made him just so one dimensional, basically made him a one handed fighter. Um, didn't throw kicks. You know, didn't throw that 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 sidekick to the knee that he loves. Didn't uh, let his hands go. Would he with a guy like Alex, who you know is a little bit more in front of you, but obviously has atomic bombs coming your way? Uh, I'm fascinated to see it because it's interesting. We have a situation where we have a champion right now who we all feel like has the number one contender's number, and then we have all these great middleweights who have all gotten killed by Izzy, but. We'd like to see what would their chances be against a guy like Pajeda. Could they dethrone him? And I, and I think that there are still some some interesting matchup questions around there. It just seems that he has the toughest mystery all solved already because he's beaten him in two sports. So let me pat the show on the back a little bit, if I can, because we're going to have Alexander Volkanovsky, the pound-for-pound -pound champion, coming up next. Obviously, he fights in the main event tonight versus Alexander or versus uh, Islam Makachev. However, we've also had on Israel Adesanya, who you were just talking about. We've had on Robert Whitaker. And then we had on this guy, Johnny Eblen, just last week, right? Two weeks ago from Bellator. And not a lot of people necessarily know who he is. His name is not as big as some of these other guys. You're going to fight me if I said, if you got in the octagon with any of those guys, including Perea, 
I think Johnny Eblen would kick their ass. He's really good, dude. He's really, he's really so good. good. He's so it's good. A, it's a uh, it's a shame, and it was funny asking him about that because he very clearly appreciates Bellator, and Bellator does a good thing with their you know their young guys. They give them an opportunity. They're on a main network, but you know, as Michael Chandler will tell you, it ain't the UFC. It's just not. You don't get the rub. You don't get the exposure that you do uh, from the UFC to Bellator. And so he's sitting here and he's fighting and training with the best people in the world at one of the best gyms in the world, an American top team. He knows how good he is. And yeah, I think that there is an argument that he could be the best middleweight on the planet, but we'll never know because they're not unless unless he finds his way uh, to the UFC. And I don't think Bellator is going to do anything to let him go anytime soon. No, he's great. He's you could argue the face of the promotion or one of them right now for sure. Uh, never had a number one pound for pound versus number two until tonight when we see Islam step in the octagon with Volkanovski. Right now, you can get Islam still as a very, very heavy favorite, right around minus 375. Volk is kind of going back and forth, plus 290. Some places right now, plus 305 on Bet MGM. I'd get in where you fit in right now if you're a Volkanovski better, plus 305. Looks pretty good to me. Um, are you going to fight me if I say we might not see this again? It's been 30 years of the UFC, and we've never seen a number one versus number two. This just doesn't happen where they're even close enough to the same weight class and they both have a fight ready and they're ready to fight each other. Like, think about all that both these guys truly are putting on the line tonight. Volkanovski, and he said it several times, and he's going to join us on the show actually coming up next. I mean, he's, you know, not obviously not his belt, but still you talk about the champ-champ status, the pound-for-pound number one. This is... This is, it might not be as entertaining or you might not personally be looking forward to it the same way as Connor versus Chandler, I get it, or even John versus Gone. But for the true, like, fight heads like us, this is the one we've been waiting for tonight. Number one versus number two. You're going to fight me if I say we might not ever see this again. It, it's, look, we've gotten this long in the sport and it's never happened before. Uh, looking at the pound for pound, like, the only thing that, the only other path to it right now if you were to look at it, it would be gimme, gimme, gimme. Probably if Islam were to go fight, the, I mean, if Islam were to go fight the welterweight, it would basically happen again back to back because you assume if Islam wins this fight, he's going to go to number one pound for pound. Um, the only way he's going to get leapfrogged is going to be if John Jones wins the heavyweight championship. I feel like everybody's probably going to put John back to number one, but if they don't, um, then maybe there's a path for him to get, uh, you know, Islam versus either Kamaru or Leon in the uh, in the near future but i don't think that i don't think islam is gonna make that jump so yeah man this is a rarity people uh people love history it's uh it's uh it's still a newish sport but there's still been plenty of great fighters and great matchups all around and the double champ thing has become more common but still haven't had this yet so appreciate what you're watching tonight i don't think it's as simple as john wins against gone and he becomes the number one pound for pound fighter in the world. I know in theory, maybe that seems it should be that simple. I think we need to see how he looks. If he looks dominant, then he absolutely is. If he looks like he did in the, uh, even like the, the Gus 2 fight, and he certainly looks like he did against Dominic Reyes or something like that, he jumps back in the top five because he's John Jones and because he's back. But I think he needs to look. Especially, especially if Volkanovski wins this fight tonight. Like, if Volkanovski wins this fight tonight, I don't think John should jump him with a win. Do you? 
Uh, I think that's fair. If Volk wins, that that gets him a lot of cachet to stick there. Absolutely. I, um, but I also think that John could do something insane enough because of his lifetime resume that he could also leapfrog him, and I wouldn't be upset. Uh, we had Josh Emmett on the show earlier. Quickly, you're gonna fight me if I say his beard is good, but it's not as good as Kimbo's or Khabib's. Nobody's beard is better than Kimbo's. Kimbo's is really, really good. That's a really mm -hmm. good beard. Would have been his birthday uh, this week. Recipes to a legend. Coming up next, I don't know what his facial hair situation is tonight, but I do know that he's the number one pound for pound fighter in the world, and he joins us. Alexander Volkanovsky is locked into the BetQL network.